Welcome to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. Welcome to the Female Insight Zone. This is Mary Beth Kazmaski. Today I'm interviewing Martha O'Gorman. She is the CMO at Liberty Tax. She has been the CMO at Liberty Tax for the past 18 years. She has a long history of doing some amazing things, but a Liberty Tax service, as I'm sure all of you are aware of, is something very interesting that I want her to talk a little bit about and share some insights with us today. So welcome, Martha, to the Female Insight Zone. Well, thanks, Mary Beth. I'm looking forward to talking to your listeners. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, this brand of Liberty Tax, because as the CMO at Liberty Tax, you were probably involved with a lot of the things, probably invented these things and how you've promoted Liberty Tax. And it's really interesting and it's a really interesting model. And by the way, it's been very successful. So share a little bit with our audience about how sort of all that got started and and things like that. Well, I'd I'd be happy to because I'm actually one of the founders of Liberty Tax Service, which is an amazing thing for me. You can imagine at the age of 40, I was involved with the founding of this company, which is now 4,000 offices strong. And one of the things that we did was we sat down before we even decided what the company was going to do and said 13 things that we wanted to do different than what we did at our prior company, which was Jackson Hewitt. And one of them was to find something that we love to do and then throw passion at it. And I think that's the thing that has made Liberty successful is the fact that out of the original four founders, three of us are still involved with the company. And um, we have in many different roles tried and have succeeded in making the company what it is today, which is a powerhouse brand with great brand recognition. And we're just excited that, you know, after 20 years of being in business, that we're still here, that we're still doing great. And, um, you know, we're, we're just doing, doing the American dream. So how did it come about that you have, you know, because if anyone knows Liberty, they probably have seen the people, you know, in costume waving and trying to wave down people to alert them to Liberty Tax. So how did that start and how does that actually work? Well, first of all, let me let me tell you how it works. It's an interesting thing because, you know, you would think for a tax company that that might not be the ideal way to advertise. But in fact, it gets us one customer for every two hours that we have somebody out on the street. And that is a proven metric. And um, at how it came about was really by accident. And you can hear a lot of companies that will tell you that their number one marketing thing has been founded by mistake or has been founded by a franchisee or an employee. I'm reminded of the the guy that founded the Fiery Cheetos. He was a janitor at Frito-Lay. And he said, you know, you could probably sell these a lot better if they were hot. And now I think he's vice president of the company. So that's how those things come about. And in fact, that's what happened with us. We did some television commercials and we bought a costume from a company in New York and we had one of our advertising agencies put the guy out on the street in the costume up in DC, waving at people and and filming this TV spot. And it was amazing the reception that he got. 
So when I brought the costume back from the, the TV shoot, one of our franchisees said, let me put that on. Let me paint my face green. Let me go out and see what I can do. And she did. She went out on one of the busiest streets in Hampton Roads, which is where we're, we're headquartered, and found that people were honking. They were coming in and saying, hey, I saw that crazy woman out there with her face painted green. And in fact, it was it, it became an overnight sensation. And we've been using that since um, I think it was about 2000. And as you can see from our growth and from our, our brand awareness, it has really done um, great service to Liberty Tax. And, and we have every intention of continuing that. So how did you become one of the founders? I know you're at Jackson Hewitt prior to that, but how did you become one of the founders of Liberty? And are there other female founders besides you? Uh, one of the other founders was female and she has passed away. And then we had a secondary um, founder. She came with us in July of the year that we got started. And she, in fact, is still with the company. But what happened was John left Liberty when we were bought out by Ascendant, which was a long, long time ago. And uh, he had, you know, 5% ownership of 5% of the company, and he probably could have retired and, you know, be, be living in uh, the Caribbean somewhere, but he wasn't ready to stop. And so he said, I'm going to do something else. And at the time, we didn't know what that something else was going to be. But as a couple of months went by and we had all left and kind of banded together, we decided, you know what, we are really great at this. We are really great at retail income tax preparation. And so we said, let's give it another go. But the interesting thing is, is that Liberty was not Liberty when we first started. We bought a company in Canada. It was called UNR Tax Depot. And we bought another uh, tax service in Columbus, Ohio, which was called the Vortex. And so we ran those um, during the time that, that John was in a, under a non-compete. But by the time we got ready to go and to really launch in the United States, we had come up with the name Liberty and it, it all became very easy. John saw a shopping center in Las Vegas that had a Statue of Liberty in front of it. And he said, that's it. <laughs> and believe it or not, that was right when the internet was really starting to become prolific and we got the URL uh, we didn't have any trademark problems, and it was like it was meant to be. And so Liberty Tax was started in the United States in 1997. Interesting. Well, what's been one of the biggest challenges for you in your role at Liberty Tax? Um, probably being a startup and really having not a lot to go on. I mean, we, we had some money um, to invest, but really what what we had to do is we had to figure out a way to be scrappy and we had to figure out a way to make things be more than they really were and i think that that was our our biggest talent that we all understood that this was a startup and we weren't we weren't greedy we weren't in it to make money in the first couple of years we were in it to build something great and we you know it sounds silly but we wanted to put the fun back in taxes <laughs> and everybody told us we were crazy, but we didn't think so. And so, you know, if you if you know our brand, if you've seen our brand, you understand that we are not just a great tax preparer, but we're also a place where people can come and feel happy. 
Taxes are not a happy thing, and we want to make it fun for people. We want to make it comfortable for people. And so we, you know, we serve food in our offices. You know, we have a lot of really fun things going on in our offices. And so it's a four walls marketing situation, but it's also people, people really respond to the fact that we are not um, stodgy. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. You know, and, and it really feels like that because if you've ever been into a Liberty Tax um, office, it, it's a different feel. It's not like going into the CPA's office when it's very serious and, you know, it seems like something bad's going to happen. I mean, it's, um, it's, yeah, yeah. So I totally get that. And that um, putting the fun back into taxes. Interesting. Um, so what's something that you can share with our audience Something that you learned as a startup that if you could do it over again, you might have done it differently. Wow, that's challenging because I hate to say this because most people won't believe it, but it was really, really easy in the beginning. Other than the fact that we didn't have a lot of money, if we had had a lot of money to throw at this, we would be we would be bigger than our biggest competitor at this point in time. So we weren't undercapitalized, but we didn't have a lot of money to fund things that we would have liked to have funded. Um, so that was probably the biggest challenge. But other than that, it was just not not knowing what the next day would bring. And to me, that wasn't really a challenge. It got me out of bed in the morning. It made me excited, made me happy to go to work. And so the whole the whole startup uh, first three to four years were really part of the most memorable and challenging, but also just, I, I would never give it up for anything in the world, for all of the things that we did, that we learned, the friendships that we generated, the franchisees that we brought in who are still with us today. Um, it's all just very rewarding. Well, and speaking of your franchisees, I know that a lot of them are women. And so talk to the audience about why you think there's a lot of women that are, and, and give us the numbers of how many are are women versus men and, and uh, also why that might be. Well, first of all, a lot of women are tax preparers. It's a very uh, lucrative way for you as a, a working mother um, or maybe a mother who stays at home to make money in January, February, and March. You know, it's that's a downtime of the year. Your kids are in school. And so a lot of our franchisees um, started out as tax preparers for, for another um, company or even for Liberty Tax Service. But the thing that I find most interesting is that we have a lot of husband and wife teams. And they tend to be very, very successful and very happy in this environment because you have so much flexibility. You work really, really hard in January, February, March, and the first part of April, and then you can kind of coast in the summer. And I'm not saying that you don't have to, to work, that you don't have to do anything, but you have a lot of opportunity to be with your family when your kids are out of school. And I think that that's what draws people to us. Um, women, husbands and wives, but for, for the women, it's a great way to make a living. And we have one franchisee in particular who bought a franchise and her husband was actually able to quit his job after the first five years and join her in the business. Mm. And so it works both ways. It cuts both ways. 
So why would somebody, you know, if, if they're thinking about starting a business, what's the advantage over doing perhaps a franchise, being a franchisee, as opposed to just starting out from scratch and starting a business? Well, you know, people ask me that all the time. How can you say that these are entrepreneurs when they're really depending on you to, you know, to help them grow? And what I would say is that our franchisees see the opportunity, they seize the opportunity, and then they're very aware of the fact that there's a system that you need to follow in order to be successful. So you you have that kind of uh, double-sided benefit of being entrepreneurial, but also having kind of the roadmap in front of you so that you don't have to guess at things. We do things like we help you calculate payroll hours. We give you projections of virtually what how many tax returns you're going to do every single day of the tax season and then how to market in order to get those tax returns. And so we have a lot of historical data that we can help a franchisee apply to their business um, so that there's they take the guesswork out of it, I guess, is the best way to put it. And you had mentioned before about the numbers, like if, is it for every hour that someone stands out and does the waving thing that you get a new customer? Is that, give us those numbers. Yeah, it's about every two hours and you pay a waiver typically anywhere between eight and $10 an hour. And our cost per customer acquisition is much higher than that. And so it is the number one way to get customers economically. And I would say that not only is it the number one way to get them, but when people come in as a result of the waiver, they're already expecting our experience. They're already like there to have a good time. And, and I, that's exa- an exaggeration because I don't think anybody has a good time doing their taxes. But for the most part, if you're getting a refund, it's, it's, a, it's a jolly good time. And, and we treat people right. Um, but the waivers are instrumental in our entire marketing plan, uh, not just during tax season, but we send them out all year long to go to fairs, to festivals. They do presentations at daycare centers and give the history of the Statue of Liberty to the to the children. So we build the brand with the icon um, in, in much more than just a marketing during tax season tactic. Uh, we, we use our waivers all year long to to keep the name of Liberty in front of people. And it's really rewarding to me when I go someplace and somebody will say, who do you work for? And I say, Liberty Tax. And they say, oh yeah, I see your waiver. I have one, you know, three miles from my house or two miles from my house. So we have, you know, we have all of that going on for us, even in the off season. And that's, I think that's what's special about it is the fact that, you know, we can keep ourselves in the public eye all year long um, where, you know, other tax companies don't have that opportunity because they don't have that kind of a brand. Right. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It's really been, I think you said it before, but I mean, it's really become this really great brand. So how can someone who's listening find out more about Liberty or find out more about you or reach out to you or Twitter or anything like that? Why don't you give some of the places that people can reach you? Well, sure. Well, the the first and foremost place you should go is to our website, which is libertytax.com. We also have a franchise website, which you can get to from our uh, public site, but that is libertytaxfranchise.com. And um, I would say my the best place to find me on, on LinkedIn is Martha O'Gorman. 
at libertytax.com. And um, my LinkedIn profile gives you a lot of information about the company and how you can uh, become um, a franchisee or how you can find one of our offices. But more important, we are very community-minded and we love to have people contact us to help them with um, tax seminars or uh, we have a tax school that we offer. Uh, so there's lots of things that people can can get as a benefit from our presence in their market. And we, like I said, we have over 4,000 offices in the United States and Canada. So there's a pretty good chance that anybody who, who's listening um, can find a Liberty Tax pretty close to them. Well, thank you so much, Martha, for joining us on the Female Insight Zone. Um, I've loved hearing about the history of Liberty Tax and how this all started. And then actually, it wasn't too hard to get this whole thing started, which, you know, you hear from a lot of business owners and it's, it's hard. And I'm sure there's a very, there's many things that are hard about running a business like you're doing. Um, but it wasn't as impossible as I think some people think that it could be. So thank you for joining us and inspiring us today on the Female Insight Zone. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Female Insight Zone, a podcast dedicated to sharing insights from women who have made an indelible mark in business and the path they took to soar. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.